today, I want us to pray. Pray for ourselves and pray for each other. I love to pray. I love to get into the word of God. And I truly believe that God is the answer to our problems. I truly believe that he is the inspiration for all of us to live a whole and peaceful life here on earth. Yes, we have eternal life through Jesus Christ. But how many of us have lost hope while here on earth? There is so much more for us to gain, so much more for us to accomplish, and so much more for us to experience. But we have to be able to be willing to seek the knowledge in the heart of God. So today we're just praying. And I want you to be more so in a meditative mindset. We're going to have a few moments to we're really going to stop so that you can reflect on God. Reflect on your relationship with him. Re reflect on how you know him and reflect on how much he has done for you. Sometimes we need to go ahead and be reminded of who God is. The word of God says that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the words of our testimony. Sometimes we only testify when we feel like we have to share it to someone else to help them. But what if the time is now for you to testify to yourself, for you to tell yourself how good God has been to you? Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father above, I ask that you hear our prayer. The Bible says in Hebrew 14 and 16, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. There are some who are listening right now, God, and including myself who need you. We need a fresh touch, a fresh breath, a fresh anointing, a fresh word. We need intervention from you. And so God, we are boldly coming to the throne asking for you to give us your grace, which is your unmerited favor. There is nothing that we can do, nothing that we can work towards. There's nothing that we can earn to obtain your favor because you are that type of father. You give us your grace, regardless of how we are, regardless of if we mess up, regardless if we talk to you on a consistent basis. You are a gracious God. You give us your grace and mercy on a continuous basis. Your mercy is us not dealing with certain consequences. We're not seeing that wrath of you. You sent your son so that we can feel another side of you, understand another side of you. And therefore we boldly come to the throne of grace, asking for you to intervene right now. You are so wonderful to where you know every problem that needs to be solved. You are so wise to where you, you are able to talk to each and every one of us to give us specific instructions or even send the right people our way or allow things to be released in the heavenly realm so it is released and manifested here on earth. You are such a, a God of wisdom and the main wisdom and the main source of wisdom that we depend and lean on where we come to you asking for help. Some need a miracle in their finances. Some need a miracle regarding their physical health. Some need a miracle regarding their emotional and mental health. And we are desiring a strong move of God from you. 
We need your hand to be present in our lives, present in our loved ones. Some of us are standing in the gap for other people. We feel like our lives are good, but we see the demise of others around us. It can be family, it can be friends, it can be neighbor. It just could be our city and this country, but most of all this world, God, we need you. You are so kind and loving that you know every need that needs to be met. And you are so powerful where you can go ahead and make sure all needs are met. Philippians 4 and 13 says, but my God shall supply all of your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. We stand here, dripped in the blood of Christ, knowing that you are going to answer our prayers, knowing that you're going to hear our hearts, knowing that as we cry out, you are not going to turn a deaf ear towards us, but you are opening, waiting to bless us. You are desiring your children to come to you and ask what they need. Your word says in Matthew 7, 7 through 12, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds and to him who knocks it will be opened or what man is there among you who if his son asks for bed will give him a stone if he asks for a fish will give him a serpent if you then be an evil knowing how to give good gifts to your children how much more will your heavenly father give good things to those who ask verse 12 says therefore whatever you want men to do do also to them, for this is the law of the prophets. Verse 11 says this, and I'm going to read it again. And if you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give good gifts to those who ask? God, we are proclaiming your word. Jesus said, if us who are wicked and evil will give good things to our children. How much more will you give to us who ask? We are your children through Christ Jesus. We are joint heirs through Christ Jesus. We have the victory through Christ Jesus. We have all that we need through Christ Jesus, but we have to ask first. God, we remove the desire and the mindset to say that maybe I'm not deserving. Maybe I don't deserve what this is. There's so many other people who are going through all of these things. No, we stand boldly and we are asking for our father to meet our needs. We are asking our heavenly father to come and answer what we need to be answered. To fill our hearts and to fill our lives with his love. But God, you also want us to prosper. You want us to experience the good things. You are perfect and nothing but goodness comes from you. So in this moment, we're going to take a couple minutes to think of the goodness of God and think of those moments in the past where he answered our prayers. This will be our faith and our fuel to keep going. This will be the thing that will let us know that, yes, we do overcome by the blood of the lamb and the words of our testimony. Begin to allow the Holy Spirit to jog your memory so that you can begin to say, God, if you did this for me, then I know you can do this for me now. Let us meditate on his goodness.
Lord, you are good and worthy to be praised. Lord, I thank you for solidifying every testimony, every triumph, every victory that came back to everyone listening, including myself. Let it be sealed in the name of Jesus. Let it stay in the forefront of our minds so that we will not be discouraged in moments of trials. We will not walk away in moments of toughness, but yet we will remember the goodness of you. We will stay with praise in our on our mouths and praise in our hearts. We will say thank you even when things don't look right. We are allowing your love to bring clarity into our lives where there is darkness and where there is confusion. That's what this testimony will do. It will remove the darkness. We will think of the goodness of you to remove the darkness, to remove any confusion. First Corinthians 14 and 33 says, for God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. As in all churches of saints, God, you are not the author of confusion. We know now that if there is confusion, that is not of you. That is of the enemy. He is trying to steal, kill, and destroy. He is trying to bring confusion and, 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 and remove clarity from our lives. He is trying everything possible to bring doubt, to bring frustration, to bring lack of hope, lack of trust, lack of favor. All of these things to where we feel like we are alone, that is of the enemy. That is not what you are. And we bind those things in the name of Jesus. And God, we ask that you remove the thoughts of confusion, the action of confusion, the spirit of confusion from every area over our lives, over our loved ones, even within our household, God. And we are releasing your spirit of clarity. Allow your spirit to come in and rest, rule and abide so that we may be free. Second Corinthians 3 and 17 says, now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Reveal to us areas where we have kept you out of. We need you to come in and allow us to be free. You have to be free so that we may be free. We invite your spirit in to move freely through us. We invite your love to take control of us, God. We invite your wisdom to guide us in who you are and guide us in your grace and your mercy. Lord, you are requiring your children to mature to a place of willfully removing any distractions that keep us from you, that keep us from growing from you, growing in you, and that may lead us to a path of unrighteousness. God, you keep our feet on a path of righteousness. Open our eyes, show us you and show us how we view you. Show us how we depend on you and how we do not depend on you. Show us, Lord Jesus, anything that removes the need of you and we depend on ourselves. God, that is not how you want us to be. You want this to be a very dependent relationship where we are asking of our father for his love for his grace, for his mercy, for compassion, for his wisdom, for understanding. Lord Jesus, as we ask these things, we desire your spirit to come in and fill us with this passion to know more of you, to spend more time with you, to sit here and pray more with you. And that we know that as these desires come and as they're being fulfilled, we will have to stop entertaining people, places and thoughts that are no longer serving us. It doesn't mean that it's actually a sin. Some things are just weights. Some things are a burden. 
Some things are no longer suitable for us where we are in this current season, God. We bind every false loyalty that we have towards people, to patterns, to traditions, to cultures that are keeping us bound. We say that we have to be loyal to people, but we are not loyal to you. Help us, Lord. Hebrew 12 and 1 says, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, we will lay aside every weight and sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with this endurance of the race that is set before us. We will set aside everything, everything from sin to weight, to hindrances, to problems, anything that sets us to fall. But God, we know that you are a keeper. And we know that even when we fall, your grace and your mercy covers us. And when we ask for repentance, you throw it in a lake of forgetfulness and you will not bring it back to us. So God, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for us even having that heart posture of when we ask of your forgiveness, we will not keep ourselves in shame. We will not keep ourselves in doubt or in fear and frustration saying how we can never get, get that together. That is not your heart. So let that not be our heart. That is something that comes from the enemy. He wants to keep us in these vicious cycle so that we may never know your love. That is confusion. And we've already bound that. And that is gone in the name of Jesus. And in his place is love. It is clarity. It is hope. We will lay aside everything that hinders us so we may be able to run freely in you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I want you to take some time to meditate a little bit more on the goodness of God. Allow the Holy Spirit to reveal areas of distractions in your life. It can be habits, people, tradition, being stuck in your ways, whatever that looks like. It is time for his children to live a whole and free life here on earth. Yes, we will go through things. Yes, we will have to face trials. Jesus prepared the disciples of letting them know that you will face tribulation. But we stand and rejoice knowing that God is with us, knowing that we are victorious, knowing that we do not have to live a life of a beggar, but we will live a life of a royal priesthood because that's who he calls us. He calls us a peculiar people and we are royal. Continue to pray and meditate. Allow this to rinse you over. I always say, Lord, allow your spirit to rinse me over. Filter me through your word. Filter me through your grace and filter me through your love. I love you all and speak to you next Friday.